throughout today's performance, please refrain from buzzing, stinging, and pollinating. And no chirping. Thank you. And now, put your wings together for the host of our show, everyone's favorite ant, Flick! Jumbo, my friends, and welcome to episode three of the Mickey Dudes podcast. I'm your host, Mickey Dude Dave Koch. Debbie was six, so the union sent me, along with our co-host, Pachinetti. So you're looking for your laughing place? We'll show you a laughing place. Our producer, Greg Nevis. I regret nothing, ever. And tonight we are joined by our rotating Mickey Dude commentators, Tim Schweska. Just fresh off from the drugstore, having a sarsaparilla with the boys. And Kyle Ostrander. I sat next to the Rebel Spy. And although we can get a little crazy in the studios from time to time, we are in fact not a zoo, just like Disney's Animal Kingdom. Today we'll be discussing our must-dos in that park. But before we do that, it's my pleasure to introduce a new segment to our show. Now, as members of the online Disney fan community, Walt Disney World is our happy place. It's a time to relax and recharge while having a bit of fun. From time to time, us dudes will be taking an imaginary trip to the world and describing what we are currently experiencing in a segment we like to call WDW Head Trip. It's time for a Mickey Dudes Head Trip to WDW. Okay, grab shell, dude. Grab what? So today, I'm relaxing in the World Showcase, seated on the bench outside the China Pavilion across from the Temple of he- Heaven. I just went over to the Joy of Tea Cart and bought myself a uh, steamed pork bun and I'm drinking one of their cocktails. Over on my right, the Chinese acrobats are performing to a very impressed crowd and Milan is meeting with guests showing a group of children her lucky cricket. Pat, where are you today? I'm taking a trip down to the Poly. <clears throat> now, not your normal trip to the Poly. I'm walking straight through the corridor. I'm going out towards the pool, going down towards the docks. It's a strange place, but I get on my favorite friendship boat, and the breeze is hitting my face. There's smiles all on my kids' faces as we take off towards the Magic Kingdom. I get to see the bungalows behind me, the Grand Floridian to my left. I can see in the distance on my right the contemporary. As I start going through, I can see the monorail coming in, the whistle from the trains getting a little bit louder, right until we're about to dock and I can start to hear the music on Main Street. Pure heaven. That is awesome. Greg, where are you going today? Well, we're going to pick up a uh, Surrey bike at Port Orleans Riverside take a leisurely ride uh, around the Sasagula River, you know, listen to the sounds of, of the pontoon boats, the kayaks, uh, the other boats that are on there, just take a nice leisurely ride around and check out all of the all of the amenities of the resort and just enjoy a wonderful day out early in the morning before the crowds are, are on the resort grounds, just soaking in all the atmosphere and having a great time. Perfect. Tim, where are you going? Well, gentlemen, I am sitting on the balcony of my Animal Kingdom Lodge, Savannah View Suite. And I've just ordered, uh, I've just received my ordered breakfast, sitting out with a nice plate of muffins, a cup of morning coffee, enjoying watching the giraffes feeding. The sun is just coming up over the horizon. You see the dew on the grass. 
you almost feel the morning wake up of, of Walt Disney World. You see the zebra starting to stir. You see a few of the ostriches moving around. It's, it's just you. It's just the animals. A cup of coffee. Before, before all the noise starts. All right. Like Pat, I'm heading down the Polynesian. However, it's very early morning. Uh, the wife and kids are still asleep. I put my shoes on and I grab my refillable mug and I make my way down to Captain Cook's. The sun's starting to come up. It's still a little dark. However, the tiki torch is still lit. Some cast members are, members are uh, milling around. And I head over to Captain Cook's and grab my uh, dropish coffee. And either I'm heading to the uh, Grand Ceremony House and grab me a big old uh, couch or I'm heading to the Tiki Terrace. And I'll sit there on my phone, just watch everybody walk on by until I get a text from my wife that says, We're up. And I'll start my new day. Awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen. On to our topic. Well, for many people, Animal Kingdom is considered a half-day park. I personally don't feel that way. I happen to be uh, one of these people that loves wildlife and nature, and I can just spend hours just walking around uh, looking at all the animals and be happy making a full day out of that park. <coughs> but I understand for other people... Time is money on a Disney vacation, so you want to see what you can see and then move on going to other places. But with all the changes coming to Animal Kingdom, it's going to be considered a full-day park very soon by a lot of people who now consider it a half-day park. So with that said, I was wondering what some of your must-dos at Disney's Animal Kingdom are, gentlemen. Pat, what's one of yours? This one's a new must-do for me, and it, uh, we found it on our last trip in August. Um, it's Flights of Wonder. We were walking um, around, and all of a sudden, just saw cast members waving us over. And really, I just—I've always walked right past it. Never really thought much about it because, like you said, Dave, I was—you know—not saying it was a half-day park, but I, you know, I had places to go, things to do, and you know, I never really just took the time to um, see the show. Um, and then finally we took the kids in and to see that show and to see what the birds do, it, it, it's, it's just incredible. Um, you know, the show is funny. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a shtick, um, and stuff like that in the show, which is comical. So the kids enjoyed it. They thought it was, it was quite funny. And then just to see the birds, you know, all the different kind of birds coming in, swooping in right over, you know, everybody's head. And then obviously at the end, when the Eagle comes out, it's just so majestic, um, and it's just uh, an incredible sight. My father was pulled in just like you were by a cast member, and he was down there alone and was going to be meeting me and some other family members later in the week. And he enjoyed it so much, he made it a point when we went back, it was his must-do for that day, saying, it's very important for me to show you guys this show. And that eagle, I guess him being a uh, military man, it just brought tears to his eyes at the end. So I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it's it's just, and I'm very glad that we we actually found it, um, you know. And and thank you to your dad uh, for his service, obviously, and to all our men and women that are serving our country. Um, the Mickey dudes would you know like to thank you for everything that you do. But um, this show, you know, it did. It's just it was it was awe inspiring, especially at the end. Especially with the thank you for the service to our own Kyle. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated, buddy. 
Greg, what about you? What's one of your uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom must-dos? Uh, you know, after riding uh, like Dinosaur and Everest and, and anything else that we can we can get in line for, we'd like to uh, kind of slow down a little bit and check out one of the shows. And one that's a favorite of ours is Finding Nemo the Musical. Uh, it's it's a production that is you know Broadway quality with um, the props and the the actors and and performers that are in that show they're they're phenomenal uh you soon forget after watching that they're all puppets and and the actors kind of meld away into the background and you focus on the actual puppets themselves and, and not so much the actors that are are controlling those puppets so it's, it's a neat show it really takes you out of a, a, a different kind of element and like I said, it's it's such a high production value and, and a wonderful show. You know, they do multiple showings a day and manage to to keep it fresh, performance after performance. And you know, if you want to kind of cool off and, and spend some time seeing a, a great performance, that's definitely a, a must do. And I would certainly recommend checking that out. This is going to sound like pure Disney blasphemy, but I have never seen the movie Finding Nemo. I've seen the. Uh animal kingdom musical version countless times and i think the reason why i never really saw the movie was because uh, it came out during a time in my 20s where disney was not a major priority for me so it was just i wasn't going to disney movies at that point and it just kind of just fell by the wayside but i kind of think now that that musical is so ingrained in my head that watching that movie that's not a musical i'm going to be sitting there saying wait a minute where's the fish of friends not food song yeah it's just a great uh, kind of condensed version of the movie and you know it takes you from the beginning to the end and it's just a great show and we walked out of there the first time saying wow what a production just amazing nice I've seen the movie millions of times. I've seen my kids have seen the movie millions of times. My child's got several stuffed Nemo's hanging around. Yeah, we never seen the show at Animal Kingdom. Again, I think it falls back to what I said before in an earlier episode. Is I don't think my kid can sit sit still long enough to see a show. However, I would love to go see that show one time. Nice, Tim. What about you? Well, uh, I have to follow you at this point that Animal Kingdom is not. A half day park. I know a lot of people do consider it that way, but uh, personally, if you take your time, have a nice little stroll through there, you could plan a full day through there, and, and you're not going to be bored. Uh, one of the things we like to do to uh, kind of throw a nice little break in the middle of our day, uh, which is always a must do for me, is uh, Yak and Yeti. Uh, Yak and Yeti, we actually kind of stumbled upon by accident uh, because we, uh, we just were, were hungry at a different time than dinner reservations were going to be, and we just decided to walk in. There was a table available uh, that took us up to the second floor, which is nice, beautiful, air-conditioned place, uh, nice, quiet, and you just, there's a window where you can just look out, and you're just kind of observing the fray that's going on below, of everyone moving through the park, and um, the, the service is outstanding, uh, the food quality is honestly second to none, uh, and my wife has actually been able to figure out a clone for the mango pie they serve in there. Uh, pardon me, which is just a phenomenal, phenomenal, refreshing dessert. I've 
yet to uh, eat at this place and the reason being is they're privately owned and they were not accepting tables in Wonderland so my feeling was as a as a tables in Wonderland holder I paid for that service so that I want to be able to eventually after breaking even saving some money so it was kind of just defeating the purpose of eating at Yak and Yeti but now that they've gone up in price I've decided not to renew the uh, tables in Wonderland card it's definitely going to be one of those uh, bucket list items that I'm going to definitely have to uh, cross off very soon. Well, uh, you will not regret it, Dave. Uh, honestly, they have, they have some of the best curry I've had uh, anywhere. I do like the Amandapur uh, food cart outside that has the stuff from the restaurant being served out there. So I am very excited to try it. Hey Tim, let me ask you a question. You ever try the fried wontons there? Uh, I think we, I think it comes on the little sampler plate that we get sometimes. So I believe we have. Uh, okay, I, I've, I've, I've heard they're really good. I too have never been. I've only been to the, the counter service of the Akinetti. Um but I've heard the mango pie is incredible, just like you said. And I've also heard that the fried wontons are are pretty outstanding. So, you know, again, I think it's going to be a bucket list thing for me as well. Um, not just do the counter service, but also get inside the uh, restaurant. Seafood, uh, the seafood curry is phenomenal. And also, one thing that some people, uh, because uh, a lot of people gravitate to Dawa Bar, which I do not blame them. I gravitate there also. Uh, nice little hidden uh, hidden gem in there. Uh, their, their bar in Yakineti, uh, Yakineti, which is a really, really nice little quiet place to grab all right, and Kyle, what about you? All right, we're going to head to the far northwest of the park, and we're going to Kilimanjaro Safaris. This is not only a must-do for every trip, it's a must-do for every morning we go. We always plan our Animal Kingdom trips around the extra magic hours in the morning, which are usually Wednesdays and Sundays at 8 a.m. Um, and it sounds corny. I like animals. I love animals. My wife, my family, and I are annual pass holders at our local zoo and the safaris takes that uh, zoo experience and adds that uh, Disney magic into it if you get a good guide it's like having a live animal jungle cruise experience I definitely agree uh, you when you get uh, when you get a good guide when you have someone who is uh, engaging uh, engaging his, uh, his crew and you know, giving, uh, giving a nice little explanation throwing in his little personal tidbits it definitely does make the ride a lot more enjoyable. And it seems like with the live animals, there's something different every time. Agreed. Last time we went, we about got a ran by a white rhino because the driver decided to stay a little too long and watch the baby rhino. Well, it is the culmination of everything that Walt Disney had hoped for with the Jungle Cruise with using live animals. Definitely uh, almost, uh, almost like a nice little true life adventure park. Oh, yeah. My number one must-do because of the adrenaline factor is going over to Everest. I have to ride that anytime I'm in the park. And as a guy who has completed the Walt Disney World Marathon, one of the highlights is at mile 13, you run right by Expedition Everest, and they leave it open for the runners. So midway through your marathon, you stop to ride the roller coaster. So it definitely has a uh, special place in my heart because it was... uh, played a major role in a life-changing event for me. Uh, I will say that I'm ashamed that I always fast pass it or use the single rider line, 
So I'm skipping over that awesome cue that they have that tells the story of the Yeti. I know Pat, for one, likes to take his time neandering through the uh, cues and re- really getting the story out. It is something that I do plan to do as a uh, another trip uh, goal, but it's just something that right now I just run through it with the fast pass and I move on during my day. Yeah, and you know, definitely, definitely put that into your your bucket list and get that done. Um, I think Joe Rody and the Imagineers um, did such an amazing job with this ride, um, especially with the queue and just the storytelling. And again, it's 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 Disney magic at its best. You know, they take the time to do the research to um, go over to. Um, to the mountains um, of Nepal and see what's going on over there and seeing how they live and seeing what the villages look like. And it's an amazing thing that they were able to do and put these little nuances in that really makes you see, you know, believe that you're there almost like in a small little village. Um, And then to see the story of the Yeti. Now, if the Yeti worked, um, unfortunately, I was never able to ride it with the Yeti working. Um, but I could only imagine when the Yeti was working, this ride is already awesome, but it would have, it just probably took it to the next level. You know, I, I, I hope one day that they're able to get the Yeti working again, um, cause I'll, I'll be the first in line. Just think one of these days we're all going to be sitting around saying we missed Disco Yeti. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to say that. I, <laughs> I've experienced the actual working Yeti. However... You know how fast you go ride by Disco Yeti? The same speed you ride by the working Yeti. Well, then now I'm disappointed. Forget what I just said. Everything I just said, forget it. Joe Rody, no, just kidding. I will never say anything against Joe Rody. He's an amazing Imagineer. I tell you what, Pat, I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. So give me another uh, must-do at Animal Kingdom. Well, I, I don't even know if this is actually going to redeem myself because I may be in the minority here. You know, I was going to say dinosaur, and the more I thought about it, it's not really just dinosaur. I actually and my family actually enjoy all of Dino Land USA. Um, I, it's, and I know it's blasphemy for some because it's so unlike many things that a Disney park offers. It kind of seems, you know hokey and it kind of seems like you know it looks like a carnival um and kind of not well imagineered um but when you look at everything that's there you know starting with dinosaur itself the ride's amazing um i think the kid my, myself and the kids we have a really great time as long as i'm not sitting right on the right side as the dinosaur is about to eat my face off um everything's okay um but you know even you know primeval world which is a terrible ride for most people but my kids love it and, and again it's just that personal connection that I have you know and then Chester and Hester's uh, Dino-Rama and you know Restaurantosaurus and Triceratops Spin you know all those things put together you know it just seems like always when we're there anytime we're in that section my kids are always having a blast and that means a whole heck of a lot to me you know and then we always end it um, with one of the gigantic ice cream sandwiches that you could have there with the big chocolate chip cookies um, and the ice cream in the middle. And, you know, it could feed four people, but, you know, I eat it by myself. Um, and I, you know, swap my kids' hands away because it's all mine. But, you know, it's just, it's really just a fun time. So whenever we're there, we normally go right there right from the beginning if we don't have a fast pass, um, you know, somewhere else. And we kind of start the day there. And, you know, we have a good time. 
I got lost a few times just walking around Restaurantosaurus, just looking at the uh, detail and the theming that they put into that place. It's incredible. Yeah, I think I think it's a, I think it's something that if you take the time to look at and you kind of you know don't look at it like oh it's a carnival it's pre-made or, or prefabbed or whatever I think you'll you'll see some really cool aspects of it you know and it's just something that you know I think some people are missing out on. Greg, what about you? Well, you know we really enjoy the Wildlife Express train and hopping on the rails, uh, you know, getting on at uh, Harambe Station and heading over to um, Rafiki's Planet Watch. I mean, it's. It's a slow ride, you know, it's what, like a mile or something and six, seven, eight minutes long, but you know, anybody can do it. It's not a thrill ride. It's nice and relaxing and you know, along the way you get to uh, behind the scenes look at at the uh, the park, you know, with some of the, you go past some of the animal housing and the, the veterinarian facilities and get to see, if you're lucky, some rhinos and, and maybe some elephants. but. It's just a nice, fun time to, to learn a lot and just kind of, you know, relax for, you know, in total, I think it's like a good half an hour, but it, it's fun. And, and yeah, anytime I can get on a train, I'll get on a train, you know. And on top of that, anytime you can get a little peek backstage, it's always a treat. It, most definitely. That's the kind of stuff that interests me, what you said there, Greg. However, it gets such a bad rap. I just never been over there. It does. Tim, what about you? While Pat is depriving his children of ice cream sandwiches, I usually like to take a nice walk through the Pagani Forest Exploration Trail. Uh, that is always uh, a must-do for myself. Uh, my wife is uh, a huge shutterbug. She's kind of an amateur photographer. So she enjoys uh, walking through and taking pictures of the various exhibits and various animals. Um, ever, since, uh, ever since I was a kid, I've been they have societies much like ours. They have very, very human characteristics. They have very human mannerisms. And just the extreme power you can see in, in, in their body types, in their, in their structure, and how graceful they can be. I can honestly say I've sat there for hours just uh, just watching and I'm sure they probably uh, they're probably watching right back it's, uh, it almost sometimes becomes a who's watching you. Uh, it's just it's, uh, it's always something that's captivated me uh, the theming is outstanding the habitats are second to none uh, I'm lucky enough to where I live 100 miles uh, from St. Louis, Missouri which has a world class zoo and they have fantastic uh, gorilla enclosure and it doesn't even come close to, uh, to what they have in the animal By me, we have the Bronx Zoo, which has an amazing uh, gorilla uh, display also, and that one is definitely awe-inspiring to go over to. I'm actually really interested now in looking at the Okapis, and the reason being is because I did a few years ago the Dine with an Animal Expert uh, exhibit at uh, Suna, the, the lunch that they do. And we had a zookeeper that was, to her uh, main job was taking care of the Apakis at Animal Kingdom. And she was just talking about how one just became a mother. And she showed us her, her tattoo of uh, 
Zelda, the Apaki that she's been taking care of, and she worked with it. She worked with it all through her pregnancy, and she's helping her rear her baby. And you could just see the passion that this woman had for her job, and just Disney in in general. And this was a family affair. She had somebody else that she was related to that was working with the giraffes, and they just the way they talked about these animals, and they. I started to fall in love with them. Just you can see, like she was talking about her own children. So every time I go there now, I know that she's out there taking care of these animals. And what I learned about Apaki's from her, I could just sit there and watch them for hours. Gorillas are around six foot, three hundred pounds, big shoulders, and like to play with rocks. What can I say? We can smell our own. <laughs> and Kyle, what about you? All right, gentlemen, surprise, surprise! I'm heading to a bar. Good choice. It's a dollar bar. Nice. Yes. And my first must-do is Kilimanjaro Safaris. Right outside Kilimanjaro Safaris is the Dawa Bar, who has world-class Bloody Marys. Now, in my, in my normal everyday life, I don't drink many mixed drinks, Bloody Marys. However, when I go to Disney World, I'm a Bloody Mary freak. My favorite Bloody Mary of all time was the Wasabi Bloody Mary at, at the Tambu Lounge. However, they don't offer that anymore. So I found the Dawa Bar, and I asked a nice bartender lady, he's like, give me a Bloody Mary, spicy, but I won't be able to walk away from it. And she gave me the she gave me the Dawa Bloody Mary, and I fell in love. So every time I go back to Animal Kingdom, especially after safaris, since it opens early, hit a Dawa bar, give me a Bloody Mary. Don't they have like three different ones? Yes, it, it's the uh, uh, Dawa Dawa Bloody Mary, the African Bloody Mary, and I cannot think of the third one. But the African Bloody Mary is supposed to be really spicy. Now, you can get them as a flight, too, correct? Uh, I did not last time, but I would love to try one. I feel like I've read somewhere that they offer them as a flight. Anybody notice that? Uh, no, I mean, I've, I've actually never had one of the Dollar Bloody Marys, but now I'm very intrigued to maybe uh, give it a shot. Yeah, I'm going on a trip there next week, and I think I'm going to have to uh, make a stop over there for one. Yeah, I'm seeing it. it's Discovery Island Bloody Marys when I could not think of. And I don't see anything on the menu for a flight. However, you know, as uh, some, I think Lynn Tessa says, please and thank you going a long way, and you might be able to get you a flight out of that thing. That would definitely be a little bit of Disney magic. I mean, it seems they all seem to use the same basic uh, ingredients. Just each each one has a little extra as it goes up in spice. So it shouldn't be too hard to make up. Nice. All right, and finishing up. Back to me. This one's a little unconventional. I'm going to say my um, other must-do is going on a hunt for Divine. I knew that she was in the parks, and I was aware of her uh, performance art. I've seen it on YouTube, but a lot of times I just never saw her. I know that she usually kind of hangs out around the Oasis. So now if... I happen to be in the parks around the time that she's performing. I'll look on various websites to see if she's out there. I just kind of like neander around the Oasis. Sooner or later, you see a group of people just kind of uh, gathered. And it's usually a good sign that she's there. Even if she's staring you right in the face, she's so well camouflaged sometimes that you really have to look around to see if she's uh, around. And all of a sudden, she starts to move. And it's just uh, amazing to watch. At least I think so. What do you think, Greg? 
Yeah, I mean, she's she's a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful woman, no doubt. And uh, the one time we were there, and uh, she, you know, kind of snuck up on us, and and she had her limbs and and stuff all over me, and and it uh, it felt I felt a little violated almost, you know. Um, it was it was interesting to say the least, but you know, hey, we'll chalk it up to our performance, you know. That is hilarious. That is awesome. Now she got me one time. I, I was walking through. Uh... I think Africa still, and I saw three or four people with their cameras out taking pictures of a plant. I'm like, what's so special about this plant? And then it moved, scared me a little bit, and I was amazed at what she can do. Well, I think today we kind of established that maybe Animal Kingdom is not a half-day park after all. So whatever your preferences are, definitely make sure you get over to this park and really enjoy what... Uh, our uh, Imagineers have made for us. And to close, I want to talk about the ultimate Imagineer and borrow a line from the creator of Animal Kingdom, Joe Rohde. We go to the mountain for enlightenment, for self-realization, and for adventure. Quaharini, everyone. Until next week. See you real soon. Hi, this is Greg, producer of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. On behalf of the entire group, I'd like to thank you, our friends, both old and new, for your support. We're happy to share our love of Disney and look forward to hearing from you. Please feel free to send your comments to us on Facebook or Twitter. Now, a very special shout-out to our friends over at Diz After Dark. If you haven't subscribed to their podcast, you're missing out. Look them up on Facebook and Twitter at Diz After Dark. Okay, let's wrap up the show. Mr. Announcer, if you please... You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Nature photography, or photography of any nature, is not permitted in the Bugs Life Theater. Thank you.